I meet Queen at a coffee shop at the Central European University. We chat a bit about our weeks and take the elevator up to the second floor to sit at a wooden table surrounded by plush black couches. Do you want to sit here? Queen moved to Budapest in January to work on her master's thesis at the Central European University. Lots of students come to Hungary to study. I myself came here to work on research. But Queen's experience is slightly different to others who decide to come to this capital. Queen is black. Her parents are Nigerian, who immigrated to Brussels, where Queen was born, and then moved to Canada, Winnipeg. In Hungary, being black has a tremendous impact on how you are treated, which in turn has a tremendous impact on how you move around spaces in the country. Queen offers us an aspect of Hungarianness, you could say, that people don't want to talk about. Racism. I have like a couple questions, but I also would just love to hear about what you're researching. But maybe before that, like why you decided to come to Hungary mm-hmm. and what you expected coming in and how that maybe has live up, lived up to that expectation or not lived up to that expectation. Right. Okay. Um, so I came on the Erasmus grant from Canada. Uh, it was actually sent to me by my thesis advisor. I was already wanting to do comparative analysis between EU countries and Canada. So she thought this might be a good opportunity. I finished my coursework um, in December. So I was going to be just spending time writing my thesis anyway. Um, and so I applied and I got it, which was exciting. And, and now I'm here. So I've kind of cheated a little bit and reworked my thesis to include Hungary specifically before it was just EU as a whole. Um, so that's how I ended up here. Um, I guess my expectations with most things like traveling is that I'm going to these spaces that might not be as diverse as Canada. Um, Canada's super diverse. It does. It's not without issue, but it is diverse and so it's I was fully expecting not to see very many people like me or not to see a whole lot of diversity um, outside of the school, which has been the case. But in studying Hungary more, I've kind of understood why that is the case. So it was interesting to have that perception and have it be met, but also have a deeper understanding of why it, it, it is that way here. Um, as far as experiences go, pretty okay <laughs> so far. I love the laugh that followed the okay of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just, again, I try and be sympathetic as best I can. Um, most of the, I guess, mild, I guess, microaggressions, you could call them, come from authority figures, like, um, I guess you'd call them ticket people i don't know there's no subway yeah there's no subway in winnipeg so i don't know what to call those people (laughs) ticket controllers i guess um in like making sure that i've punched my uh, my metro ticket and um i get stopped a little a little little often by police officers on patrols asking me where i'm from where i'm going if i have my passport with me stuff like that do you always take your passport with i you do now? always take my passport with me i don't take it when i'm running because i just assume <laughs> no one's gonna stop me running um it's worked so far but probably shouldn't chance it D- just describe a normal encounter so you're walking on the street right you're going 
Yeah, Me so it's too. usually at night, or at least when it's darker, um, but it has happened during the day. So the last time, most recently, was Friday on my way to wherever we were meeting <coughs> for the rehearsals after party. An aside here, Queen and I met putting on a production of Vagina Monologues at CEU, which she is referring to here. Um, and so I was walking by the trams, and so there were two of them coming my way. I was walking towards them. Um, I smiled, which I guess must have been the thing, because um, they nodded and stopped. And I was just, I kept going. But then they said something in the Hungarian, and so I turned around, like, oh, I don't speak Hungarian. And so they asked me where I was going. They did greet me, and then they asked me where I was going. And I said, oh, well, I'm just going to go meet some friends. Um, they asked if I, what was it, if I stay here, like in Hungary, I said temporarily. Um, they asked if I had valid ID, and so I was just like, does my passport work? Because that's all anyone has asked for. So they looked at it, um, looked at me, shot a flashlight at my face, which wasn't super fun. Um, and then just like, I guess, check that the date it's expiring isn't soon. Um, because I think their worry is that I will overstay. So I did some research, mm -hmm. and this is very common in Europe, oh, okay. police stopping. So there was this amazing report in 2018 by the um, EU Agency for Fundamental Rights, and it was looking at kind of different forms of harassment and racism and discrimination mm -hmm. against people of African descent in Europe. And um, it was looking specifically at police stopping and was saying that, oh, where was this? Yeah, one in four people had been That's stopped insane. at least once five years prior to when the survey was taken. And 70% of people who were surveyed mm -hmm. were stopped in Italy, 63% in Austria, huh. and then the lowest was Finland with 18%. But, but Finland did have the highest cases of um, racist uh, harassment. So, yeah, so Finland is not without its flaws. <laughs> I guess no place is perfect. Yeah. And I, the more I think about it, and of course all these things I just put into my pieces because why not? But um, it's just interesting. And I don't know if it's because of the wars. Like Canada has been fairly spared. So all this history of wars and conflict isn't something that's in our history books a whole lot. Um, so I just wonder if maybe people are still very much into their traditions and aren't willing to give those up. And then again, when you have certain government institutions telling you like, these people are the enemy, mm -hmm. what else can you do? So, so I guess you're laying out two main causes, which are two main reasons, one mm -hmm. of which is media, which is mm -hmm. obviously a huge concern in huge. here in Hungary when everything is state-owned. But then the other is this, you know, Hungary, Trianon is an excellent example. Hungary was torn apart. Two-thirds yeah. of its country, of its land was taken apart and given to other countries. And like now maybe, are you saying that they're a bit more scared of retaining what they have and so are wanting to become more insular? I would, I would think so. I, and I would fully see why that pattern would play out just because like those are things that run deep, especially in terms of state sovereignty. And the more I learn about how much this this country in particular kind of got the short end of the stick in every way, um, it's really sad.
but no one has been I guess it's bad to say no one's been too racist <laughs> um I've I've had worse so I just I, I get it people don't understand they don't interact and when you don't interact with something you're not going to fully understand um so I try and smile at people if they do stare at me sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't um kids kids are especially funny because I don't know what they're saying, but I know when they look at me and then they turn to their parents and then look at me again, I'm like, oh, you're confused. <laughs> you don't know why I'm here by myself. So yeah, it's interesting. And I like people watching, so it's nice to see all the expressions go across their face. Well, I'm impressed that you can stay so, I guess, optimistic about this. Do you think it would change if you knew you were here for longer than your five month stint here? Yeah, it probably would be grading at some point. Um, I think because I have my thesis to focus on and that, you know, I've sacrificed so much and worked so hard to be able to do something like this, I'm not really going to just give it up because people are kind of mean. But if I was here for a long time, it would be very, very hard. There's just a benefit to seeing people who look like you, even if you don't interact with them but there's comfort in knowing that other people get what you're going through mm -hmm. so to not see that and kind of have to my only option then would be to adapt to what people's expectations of myself are because i don't want to cause conflict and then that has its own issues with assimilation and such so yeah actually let's let's let, kind of let's, let's switch to that so mm -hmm. your thesis mm -hmm. it's supposed to look at immigration policy across the three welfare state typology so you have canada you have hungary and you have sweden um how are these welfare states different so they are based on the liberal state the more democratic conservative state and then the one that's social welfare like dominant heavy so that'd be sweden canada would be more liberal and hungary would be more conservative so i'm trying to see how nationalism impacts the formation of immigration policy within those states differently. Queen's own interest in identity is what spurred her decision to come to Hungary in the first place and write her thesis. And I picked that because nationalism in particular is something I don't have <laughs> a lot of. And so identity has always been a kind of funny thing for me. Um, so what do you mean by I don't have nationalism? Do you mean you're not patriotic to Canada? So nationalism is different from patriotism, which I thought they were the same. So I thought nationalism was the negative form of patriotism. No. Okay. See, I know. Sweet. I thought Explain, it. I thought the clarify. same thing, and then I wrote it. I'm like, oh no. Um, so patriotism is an appreciation. It's best described as an appreciation for your country. Um, you like your country. You will serve your country. Um, you would say you would die for your country, things like that. But nationalism is the understanding that your country, or even it can go so far as your ethnic group, is superior to others. So whereas patriotism is more tame, it's wearing a flag, taking part in July 4th, is that the American? Yeah, July 4th. Thinking America is great is fine, but to think you are ethnically superior is where nationalism comes in. And so... I don't have any of that. Um, I don't think a lot of people think they do, but in my research I'm finding that it's indoctrined in subtle ways. Um, pledges are a good way to indoctrinate it. Um, but again, those are a fine line because some people say them mindlessly, some people really believe them, so it kind of sets people apart. Um, 
but yeah, identity has always been an interesting thing to me because I'm technically Belgian. So I was born in Belgium to Nigerian parents and now we live in Canada. So wow. I don't really fit into any of those boxes because I don't live in Nigeria. I'm not really considered Nigerian by Nigerian people. Belgian people don't think I'm Belgian and Canadians consistently ask me where I'm from. So I just have this very interesting conception of identity um, that just doesn't fit any <laughs> particular mold. So I wanted to see how um, nationalism and how people are so tethered to the state and how the state is so tethered to individuals believing they're superior, how that impacts immigration policy. Queen's experience in Hungary could fill up an entire book or her thesis. As an outsider to the culture, it might seem weird to ask her about Hungarian identity, but exactly because of her outsider status can she provide a fresh, unobscured perspective. One that isn't based on the familiar tropes of identity. So, like, what do you conceive of, kind of going back to your research, mm -hmm. what do you conceive of nationalism here in Hungary versus Sweden and the U.S.? Like, what have you found? So, it's pretty strong. Um, here? More, yeah, more in the rural areas, but it's not in the same way that I thought. So, I was biased and I thought it'd be, like, super, super um, blatant. But it's less so, and again, it stems, I'm thinking, from the wars. Um, people are very proud, and they're very proud to be Hungarian. And I've noticed that if you do go outside Budapest, it's very lower income, lower level. Um, it's, it's a lot harder, just to put it bluntly. And so when you are faced with hardship, you need something else like a lot of people turn to religion um especially in nigeria people are very religious there because it is very hard to live there um so people attach themselves to other things and so that's their conception of identity mm. um and they don't mean it in a bad way that they're ethnically superior i think most people say that they don't think they're superior better but when push comes to shove they would say that well they work harder they have been through more and they've survived worse and mm -hmm. stuff like that mm -hmm. and so that's just the way it is and i think it also stems from being so close to other countries like canada is less i mean it's getting it's getting more nationalist i think is it yeah so a lot of stuff floats up from the states and so I'm happy that to see Trump has had an influence everywhere. Oh, yes, because you would typically shame people for saying the things they do, and now they have, like, vlogs and talk shows. I'm like, what era is this? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, I think it stems from being so close to other, other countries as well. You have to compete with other people more than you would in Canada. It's just us in the States, and we're generally just happy to just have the states say they're better and we're like okay that's fine whereas here you're so close to all these other identities and groups and so we can't all be number one <laughs> like i think statistically it just won't work so mm -hmm. i'm that's what i'm writing it about now with sweden it is very picturesque and perfect looking um but they do have their own issues so currently there is a little region uh right by the border actually uh where a lot of migrants are just house it's very low income um and people are actually leaving so it used to be very densely populated and people are leaving so now it's just migrants that live there mm. and now it's become this area that people don't want to go people don't want to support um 
and essentially the state comes in, gives some money, but essentially isn't doing much. And with people moving further and further away, now there's becoming more distance between this one region and the rest of Sweden. Mm -hmm. So it'll be interesting to see how that shapes up. I have one last question. Mm -hmm. Um, It actually entails two two questions. Slash I want want you to tell me two stories. (laughs) So one story is like where... I guess, like, the most surprisingly racist thing that's happened to you in Hungary. Okay. <laughs> and the other is where you expected racism and you didn't receive it. That's so sad that that's harder. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I can think of the most racist one right away. So, um, like I said, I've been trying to figure out Hungarian. It hasn't gone all that well, but there was a note on like my apartment door, my apartment building door, I guess. And so I could figure out that it was for some sort of service. So I like deciphered it by Google Translate and it was chimney sweeping, whatever. I guess that's a thing here. <laughs> it's news to me, but okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> coming like the twenties. Mary Poppins are, comes out. Yeah. Chimney sweepers, apparently. Um, so they were coming on a specific day, a specific time. So I'm like, okay, down class, I'll make sure I'm early, like, up and I can answer the door. They're apparently just supposed to come in, check the chimney. Sing a song and then Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Again, I was just baffled that chimney sweepers still exist. But, um, so they came to the door and I could understand that they asked me if I lived here. But I answered in English. I just said yes. Um, and then he asked if I rent or I like own it I'm like no I'm renting I'm a student then he looked at me and he was just like are you a refugee and I'm just like no (laughs) and keep in mind I'm still trying to smile at him but at this point I'm just like oh this is bad this is not a good start um he didn't end up coming in to sweep the chimney despite me being there and being like you can do that uh, I did talk to my landlord, and he was like, no, he's supposed to. You opened the door. And I'm like, well, he also asked if I was a refugee, so maybe he just didn't want to interact with me. And he's just like, do you have his name? I'm like, no, I didn't ask his name. <laughs> I just got the paper that he said he'll be back another day. But that was probably the most. I've never been called a refugee. And I, you know, it felt really bad, but then also I'm like, that's not a bad thing to be. It's just that he meant it in a bad way. Um, oh, second. Yeah, see, I'm so upset that this is difficult. Um, um, so, because I live so close, I sit by, I think it's called Aquarium Park. I was reading a book, and I could tell that this woman was staring at me. And I was just like, oh dear. So, <laughs> I smiled at her. Again. She did not smile back, <laughs> and I just went back to my book. Um, and eventually she came over to me, and I was just like, oh no. So she asked where I was from, and I said, I'm from Canada. She asked what I'm doing. I'm like, I'm a student at CEU. Um, which, depending on the person, I will tell them, or I won't tell them the institution, because I'm not really sure. Um, but she seemed, if not abrupt, just curious, so I told her. Um, and then she asked what I study, and so I gave her a rundown of what I was doing. Um, and so she just wanted to talk, and I was fully expecting an awful conversation, but she was very, very kind. 
Um, she didn't ask me anything else about race or identity or where I'm from. She just asked what I was reading. I told her. She made some comments about her grandson. I was like, that's great. Um, but I was fully expecting to, I guess, just have to write another little footnote in my <laughs> thesis. Like, and then this lady said the most outlandish thing. <laughs> it just didn't end up being that. And so I, again, kind of thought to myself, I'm like, okay, well, maybe I shouldn't judge people so harshly. But then I also think I typically don't, and then they just kind of prove themselves to me. So it was interesting at the very least. I think she just wanted someone to talk to, which is typically what people in Canada do. So when I'm here, my guard is up more because in Canada, people will talk to you regardless of what you're doing. You could mm -hmm. be loading your groceries and if someone wants to talk to you, they will. And that's just like normal. Like that would never bother me or cause me to be suspicious. But here I'm just like, if anyone's approaching me, it's an issue, I guess, because the yeah. instances of the police and the ticket holders have been bad. A couple weeks back, I was in Mishkoitz, Hungary's industrial hub in the north. I had a conversation set up with the principal of a local school and was guided to his office by a 15-year-old Mishkoitzi girl. She looked up at me and asked whether I was Hungarian. When I said yes, she said, you don't look Hungarian. Your face doesn't look Hungarian. I asked her what a Hungarian looked like and she said, they just have a different face than you. She's probably right. I don't look Hungarian in the traditional postcard kind of way. Maybe more Irish or Dutch or some other type of Northern European. Looking different, more Northern and Western in Hungary comes with a lot of privilege. I experience it all the time. People are intrigued, they want to know more. Queen also does not look Hungarian. And people are intrigued but it is lumped with all other stereotypes against Africans and refugees that especially the recent Fidesz government continuously perpetuates in the media. Queen has to think about things that never even crossed my mind just because of her skin color. She has to take note and manage herself, learning the rules and accepting, at times, explicit racism in this white-dominated society to protect herself. It seems that every conversation she has with a local Hungarian brings up an internal or external dialogue about racism and difference. Quite honestly, I do not know how she maintains such optimism. But I guess taking everything to heart and fighting every single injustice she encounters every single day would just be too overwhelming. Being black and hungry requires a ridiculous amount of strength. <laughs> 